Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 53 of the book of Caleb. Does this serve me? Don't ask yourself that when you're listening to this podcast. Enjoy. I wake up in my makeup and every morning I'm like, does this serve me? Get into the habit of doing things that support the life you're trying to create. I like the way that sounds. And I like the way it sounds of letting go of what holds you back, your excuses, your fear, your judgment. Every day when I wake up, I look over to my next door neighbor and ask, does this serve me? Michael, welcome to the Book of Caleb. I'm right here. Uh, I feel like I serve you all the time, just about every day. I feel like a servant at times. You are. That's a second... uh, you know, subtitle to husband, in my opinion, is husband servant, right? Uh, that's kind of what a husband's role turns out to be. You don't realize it when during the nuptials, but mm, two, three, five years down the road, it slowly morphs into this. Yeah, you're just trying to just serve the wife just to keep the wife happy, happy wife, happy life, as someone said one time. And see, I, as the wife, have set this up perfectly. Would you agree? Because would you like a servant wife? (laughs) Uh, I don't. Me personally, probably not. It'd be kind of weird. You can get those online from Cambodia or something like that, right? Order them. Michael, that's called human trafficking. And yes. And you know, we have to be careful about the way we talk about male and female roles, because I feel like in 10 years from now, that also will be politically incorrect. Mr. Mr. Potato Head, he's no longer Mr. He's gender neutral. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. When did that go into full force? Like today, I think I saw that. So it's just Potato Head. (laughs) Potato person. Something like that, yeah. It's no longer, it's neutral gender. That's all I can say. Wow. Okay. So like, let's get into that. So are we not going to like, do you think eventually we will phase to where identifying as a gender is no longer acceptable? Oh man. Um, maybe in some parts of the country or world, not in Iowa <laughs> not in Iowa or yeah. Alabama. Sure. Um, yeah, again, you just have to be like careful about this. Like, cause I feel like, oh, you know, to be a wife and like a stereotypical role or something is now, you know, like offensive and vice versa. Um, it will come full circle. Like we're ignoring the, it's okay that the male is more, um, or less dominant in the relationship now. And it's, you know, the future is female, you know, there's all that, um, support going on to be a female but then that means like you're identifying as being female a strong woman yes. woman empowerment i'm all for i'm all for that that's great but you but like with potato head not mr potato head not no. mrs like does mrs potato head still 
exist, or is that also now? Was there? I didn't know that there was a Mrs. Are you kidding me? Of course there's a Mrs. Potato Head. A Mr. No More. Mr. Potato Head goes gender neutral. Um, The company that makes a potato-shaped plastic toy is giving the spud... I guess I have to read the whole thing, but... That's fine. The change will appear in the boxes this year. So it's just Potato Head toy. It's just Potato Head, yeah. Which is fair, I mean... I guess there was a mustache involved. I'm trying sure. to think of what was I'm so Mr. about it. And then Mrs. Potato Head looks like she has hair or like female or like has lips, like lipstick. Oh, sure. As okay. like her parts or can be. But Mrs. Potato Head, you could put a mustache on her too. She have breasts? Um, no, she is just a potato head. The potato itself is kind of shaped like a female's breast. But I digress. Michael a spud i don't think i have spuds but well what do they say uh spud a day make sure you say uh i don't know health a health a yeah i love it okay well michael asking the question does this serve me um is that like a selfish premise do you think does selfish it, like, premise does it, it serve no i not, definitely not because i think you're just trying to be it's an efficient premise i believe okay well riddle me this mike does it serve me to get up when Cortland is crying at 2 30 in the morning about nothing and have him sleep in our bed therefore reducing my sleep was that serving me by doing that no so i shouldn't have done it well, this happened this week. <laughs> Correct. And here I am sitting now almost with like, a, I'm tired and I possibly have an upset stomach. This is from a couple nights ago. Correct. So this led into the next day where Cortland had an upset stomach to say the least. Yes. He's fine now, but. Uh, Basically had the stomach virus for. It was like a 12 hour deal. Yeah. Yeah. And now here I am thinking like, gosh, is my stomach kind of, am I going to throw up i hope not because that was a lot of laundry that needed to be done not stop yeah that poor kiddo well living for yourself michael think about this living for yourself is not selfish and first and foremost if you want to live a full life of happiness and joy you should in fact take care of yourself and your own happiness first true or false (laughs) true true (laughs) did i get it right yes so but, but, like, Michael, when I look at you, you know, does do you serve me? Yeah, I do. Not just in the literal sense, which I do that as well. But, um, yeah, I definitely serve. The purpose, because of what you had in mind, I believe, of when you married me. Was that you'd be my servant. Exactly. <sighs> I would serve purposes of the basic ones, you know, but then also the... The basic would be more physical, but then also the emotional, mental support. That's that's the key. And I think that's what can be lacking in a lot of relationships. You have to be there. Sometimes I'm a little bit higher, you're a little bit down, so that I'm there to support you as well. You can be a little higher at times, I can be down. You gotta you gotta pick up the other person. That's true. That's a, that's called a team, you know? I know, Michael. So let's think about that for a second. Now, who has been higher and lower lately, would you say? Oh, man. It, I swear, it, sw- it switches from week to week, I think, with us. Um, so I, 
And then that's funny, this week, kind of neutral. I think now you're feeling a little bit sluggish all of a sudden. So maybe I'm going to have to carry the weight here a little bit. Toward, bring us home, this home stretch this week. Um, so I'm going to say I'm a little bit higher right now. Really? Yeah, but th- that could all change, you know? <laughs> yeah, like one Friday to one Friday. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. But I liked a good balance. I don't want it to be like up and down, up and down. No. So another way to think about, or just asking, like sometimes if you say, does this serve me? That's a little bit too direct or something. You need to be more considerate of other things. Be like, does this serve me? Well, no. Okay, then I'm going to throw it away, cancel it completely. No, it probably does serve you in some way. And you'd want to like make a good judgment of whether or not to keep it. So I like this quote I found. Robert Tew, T-E-W. I have no idea who that is. But apparently Robert quoted this. Bob. Bob Tew. Respect yourself enough to walk away from anything that no longer serves you grows you or makes you happy so does it serve you grow you or make you happy if it does then keep it if it doesn't then walk away well that makes sense yeah what are you, you're just wasting your time and energy on something that doesn't do any of those that does have to do just one of those or all four no just probably one just one okay so that's when we get back into this podcast is this podcast serving us or should we just cancel it oh. like this is the last episode episode 53 so we got over a year so worth of content and then we just cut it Ah, man. Well, I, here's the deal. For some reason, um, I have this 100 thing in my head. So I feel like maybe just next week, um, we could be like, hey, guys, welcome to episode 100. <laughs> Do it. Say we recorded the 100th episode in parentheses. And, uh, you know, then that's it. <laughs> my now, it, it, there's definitely benefit to us, it, to it. This is like the, uh, I don't know, ninth or tenth thing down the, uh, Totem pole on a, you know, importance level. Like every week we had doing this, doing that. Um, now we have even more going on with new uh, career aspirations taking place. So this so it just seems like every kind of month the podcast is going further and further down the totem pole as of importance. We just have many other things that we divert our first and foremost attention and energy to. And then, then we get we get around to the podcast and we still get it done every week. Every week. Yeah. I like it. I I don't think it's like on low on the totem pole. I just like it is challenging to do it every single week. As you've heard other podcasters say, it ain't easy, and it's not. But I don't know. I like that we do it. It's not bad. Um, I know every time we finish recording, I'm like, okay, well, that was kind of nice. It's kind of like you and I on a date. And so, like, when people ask you about the book of Caleb, ask you about the podcast, what do you say? Because, like, my pitch is... People ask you about that? No one's ever asked me about that. They're not like, hey, isn't, aren't you on the book of Caleb? Aren't you on a guest speaker role in the book of Caleb? People don't come up and no, ask they, you. They, they ask me where the gym room is. The right. Weight, they, where the weight room is. No, or you're asking them and flexing. And flexing. I and know. your no. gut hanging out. Yeah, no. I know. Um... No, they asked me, what is your podcast about? And I'm like, well, it's basically me and Michael arguing for arguing 30 to 40 minutes. There's some, uh, I guess there's some disagreements sometimes, but there's also agreement. It's just talking. We're just talking stuff out. We're working through it. We're trying to work through stuff. This work is, through life. That's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to make it through life, you know? This is couples therapy, and probably our children one day will listen back on this. Oh, there you go. Like, remember when mom and dad did the podcast? When we lived in, you know, that one house. 
Well, they're going to think a little more fondly of it than, than that, maybe. But, well, yeah. sure, yeah, but, you know, uh, I'm not going to give them their narrative. They've got to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Narrative, that's a word that I've used, like, three times today. It's fabulous. Sure. Okay, so, you know, you're asking, does it serve me? Does it uh, grow me or make me happy? This can be a great practice, Michael, for when you're downsizing or cleaning out your closet. Wasn't there some Asian lady on Netflix that used to do that for people? And she would just get yes, like Yes, uh, Marie Kondo. And that was like not even a year ago. Well, she would just get, st- I mean, she'd have you throw stuff away. Then she'd get compartments or stuff and just plastic containers. And you just put it in there and then stack them on top of each other. And then Ellen DeGeneres or whoever is celebrity's home. She was just like, wow, man, game changer here. Nice job, Maria. <laughs> is that a thing? That was a thing, right? Yeah, I would, I cannot wait. Like I've said, I want to have a garage sale. I don't really want to orchestrate it, though. But I just want to get rid of a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like there will be this wonderful spring cleaning moment that I will just feel so much better if I get all this stuff out of the house. You see, here's the deal. I I know what you're saying in regards to some of the stuff, like the toys. Um, but at the same time, we're not even close. It's not a hoarding situation. There's people out there that will that are hoarders and there's semi hoarders. On the hoarder scale, we're like three out of ten. Three we, out we, of ten. We really don't have. We really compared to a lot of family units of four. I'm telling you, we're average to a little bit below average. And that'd be surprising to you because I know you think we just get overwhelmed every birthday that comes through, every you know holiday that comes through. Yeah, I feel like we just take back trash bags of toys, and we already have all these toys, and it's just like. Um, it's just too much. You don't need that. And the, the problem is, is, like, you can't drop off stuff to, like, donation centers right now. I still have, like, the same, th- like, box of clothes in my trunk that I've had for, like, months and months and months. Because, like, you Because can't... of super spread COVID. Someone will get that stuff. And then the 98-year-old grandma and Altoona will die because of someone took this clothes in West Des Moines. And donated it just them. Spreads. It just spreads and spreads and spreads. Yeah. If, right? if that's... Is that how it's supposed to happen? I don't know. I don't know, but don't talk into your coffee cup while you're trying to record a podcast. I'm drinking Mike. organic green tea with a splash of... Uh, lemon juice. No, not lemon. That's what you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm drinking is a uh, splash of um, heavy whipping cream because I like to go keto. That's all fat, no carbs. <sighs> We're back on that. Okay, so you ate chocolate cake last night. It was someone's birthday. I won't say who. don't want to give out birthday dates. So, but somebody turned two in the household. you do the math uh so that kind of kicked me out of it but uh i'm gonna go hard march first because we have another birthday we have a birthday party sunday for we have you know the sons are the same birthday week it's birthday week at the caleb's house yeah it's birthday week last week in february um there'll be more cake consumed sunday that's the last day of the month march spring here we go keto yeah it's time time to take it more serious so does this serve you your diet. Is your diet serving you, Michael? I, I think so. Um, why I've always done... With keto, the biggest thing I got out of it was intermittent fasting and fasting in general. Fasting frees up time, uh, gives you energy, gives you mental clarity. Um, less dishes. Less dishes, less food expenses, food costs. <laughs> um, that's my thing. That's what I love. Uh, and we've got a lot coming on here. Into spring and into March, we're getting our uh, sweat on with the sauna. And uh, so I'm going to need to be, you know, doing my actual job still in the hospitality field, but then this new venture. It's going to be a lot of uh, 
a lot of rods and cones going on in the brain that I need to keep sharp. Rods and cones. Mm-hmm. So that is something that happens in your eyeball. You're, you're right, but it's attached to the, you know, that the ocular goes back into the brain. What you're seeing through these rods and cones gets translated up in the brain. Does it? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's what you've been told. Neurons, the, the transmitters, they need to be flowing. Synapses. Synapse, synapse. Yeah, they got to be firing. So uh, <laughs> for me, when I'm actually in ketosis. Do you plan on them firing sometime this year? Right, they're firing right now. <laughs> oh, God. That splash of heavy whipping cream. could have fooled me. Oh, it doesn't take much these days. Um, so anyways, I need to get on my game. And I the best way to do that is for me is to be in ketosis for as much as I can be. So, Michael, I would like for you to actually document that you are in legit ketosis. Well, I'm not. I'm not right now. It's it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, if I do, if you just let me do a real fast, that's the, if I did a 48 hour fast, which I've done a couple of times, 48 hour fast, that gets you into ketosis. Michael, but that is the dumbest. And people think you don't need it. You can go, every per- human being can go 60 to 90 days without food. Hard to believe, right? But you can can definitely go every single human in the world can go 48 hours you'll feel much better oh i have irritable bowel syndrome oh i have this oh i have that or oh, i'm constipated we know what you do people stop eating let the body let the gi tract clear out you have so much stored energy in your body you have no idea you'll feel much better you'll reset and um that's all i can say just stop eating for a day or two people stop eating you need to keep drinking water and maybe you're probably consuming some electrolytes of some sort and that's Michael. it what about just eating some whole foods? That triggers other stuff. And then your body doesn't get into this autophagy state, this um, cleansing, because it's you, you're giving food, you have to metabolize the food, all the energy goes away. You know, once you, you can break your fast with some healthy food and then get on this kind of a healthier regimen diet once you fast. But just to reset, just don't eat. I'm telling you, just don't. And I wonder, I challenge everyone who listens to this today or this week. So it'll be about 10 people, 8 to 10. <laughs> Do 24 hours. Stop eating one day at 6 p.m. And then go 24 hours. Just go 24 hours. And don't eat dinner until 6 p.m. the next day. You can do it. And you'll be surprised with the amount of energy. The first 12 to maybe 15 hours, you might get a little hangry, a little cranky. Those last four hours, your energy is going to spike. You're like, wow, this is Mike <laughs> Caleb. Yeah, he's onto something here. Okay, Michael. Either that or... You know, other people listening will think that you have an eating disorder. And that's what that's what we get labeled as. We <laughs> label as. 90% of the American public has an eating disorder. It's called a sad diet. We've been over this. It's a standard American diet that is an eating disorder. Sure. Yeah. I feel like everyone has a messed up relationship with food. Like, seriously, they do. And you do too, Michael, because you just told me that you, you've gone 48 hours without eating on purpose. On purpose. It was a walk in the park and it was actually fun. You walked in the park on your 48-hour fast? I, I did. For 40 of the forty of the 48 hours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'll try that, too. Well, and try on this exercise, Michael. I still, I'm kept to my word that I have not drank any alcohol since February 1st. Well, or yeah, before, before that. Before that, yeah. And it's part of my Lenten promise. I know, you're off... Uh... I'm off of food. I'm just going to say no food. That's what I should have done. You've given up food for 40 days and 40 nights? That's what I should have. I'm going to start that now. So the last whatever 30 days. Uh, one of our boys, Drake, he gave up candy, which I thought was thoughtful. Oh. And then Cortland is just going to, you know, 
What's he not going to do for 40 days? He does everything. Fussing. No, he does that every day. He does everything every day. He's not not going to fuss. Yeah, he'll fuss for 40 days straight. Fuss for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> that is his promise, his sacrifice. Well, now he's two, so it might be a whole other Cortland. This is his first day as a two-year-old. So. Terrific twos, yeah. which I love, Michael. Okay, so I said for diet, alcohol, you know, does it is it serving you? What about marriage? What about friendships? Is your marriage serving you? Yes, I'll answer that for you. Mm-hmm. Look at us go right now. On um, your friendships, like, have you ever like been like, eh, I'm not going to be friends with that person anymore. It doesn't serve me. No, I've never been like that ever. Uh, friendships for me have they kind of die out over a while. You have to put in the effort. Some of these people, like in college and stuff, long distance. You know, I'm, the people I'm still friends with, they all kind of live uh, in like a proximity 20, 20 mile proximity. Yeah, sure. Um. The ones that are out of state and stuff, yeah. I mean, no. Christmas so, cards? I guess they're not, they weren't serving me, but I feel bad. I still think, oh, how's so-and-so I'm doing? How's yeah. this? wonder if they have a family now or whatever. Um, hope they're doing good. You hope wish they're it. doing good. Wish them the best, you know. Yeah. And maybe one day you'll be friends again, Michael. Maybe. What about anger? Holding on no. to anger. Unfortunately, no. That's not going to serve you at all. Um, that's what they say. You see these documentaries and... You know, someone's child was killed by this person, and you know, there's that. I do forgive John Montgomery for killing my daughter. I finally was able to do that because that was the only way I was in, you know, get get my life back. Um, mm-hmm. I can't get Stacy back, whatever her name would be. Uh, but this anger was eating me inside, so I had to forgive John Michael Montgomery. Um, he's actually a country music singer, so I don't, I'm not gonna say that he's killing out killing people, but um. <laughs> But your I, hypothetical I, 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 John was Michael not Montgomery. the same as yeah. the real John Michael Montgomery. Sure. Now, here's the deal. He could be a killer that we don't know. Uh, he, may have, he may have... We all have skeletons, right? <laughs> you know there's murderers walking around us. You know there's murderers on the country music radio. There has to be percentages. Say there has to be at least one. Anyways, so John Michael Montgomery has to be forgiven by the mom. She has to let go of that anger. Yeah, if you're if you're going to live with that anger, then it's just, you're, there's no... It's not serving you. It's eating you alive. I had to forgive him. That's what they say. And then I look at that like, no, I never forgive that person. I wouldn't be able to do that. Someone killed one of my ch- children or killed you or something like that. Um, but if you're living it. I think you'd forgive them if I, they killed me. Maybe. But because, um, yeah, you have a decent payout. And then me and the boys could do our thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Watch sports. Sure. Something like that. Um but yeah, no, usually you see these people, you just think they had all the right in the world to be angry for the rest of their lives with these people. But they even say, nope, I had to forgive them. I had to let my anger go. So right there is your answer. You can't. Anger does not serve you. It does not serve anyone. I would say the majority of the time, no, it doesn't serve you. I don't know if I could forgive someone who killed a loved one, but I hope I never come across that scenario where I have to face it anyway. Hopefully not, but... But otherwise, yeah, you can't be holding on to anger and stuff. I recently had that conversation with you about a scenario that I was still kind of like, I had a stick up my booty about something that had happened. And I'm like, why do I still, why do they still find it so annoying? Just stop it. Let it go. Who cares? Yeah, Yeah, easier said than done. But uh, it yeah, is, but it's, it's not. not. It's not serving. It does not serve you. And like I said, I always bring it back to sports. Something that did happen to me when Gary, Aaron, Gary Anderson missed that field goal, and I still talk about him missing that field goal for yeah. the Miami Vikings. I forgive Gary Anderson. I I have just now. Uh, this was, I don't know when that's. I don't. Michael. 
I'm still working through it. Exactly. I'm trying to forgive him because that's that'll be the only way I truly get over that season and just enjoy the season for what it was—a glorious, magical season that came up a field goal short, I guess, of accomplishing, you know, the ultimate goal of getting to the Super Bowl. But, <laughs> you're working through it. I'm working. So. So, yeah, so you're right. So you're working through yours. I'm working through mine. But and, yours uh, happened in 1998. I mean, I would feel like mine happened less or it happened sure. like three, three years, years ago. ago. And I still, you know, I'm kind of annoyed. But well, I, you had ordered, you know, a, an extra large Coca-Cola and she gave you what did you get the, ch- the children's size. Stuff? Yeah, I mean, that's stuff, stuff to let go. It is because yeah. I didn't get what I wanted. No. And so then I was just like, gosh, I hope you really rotten hell (laughs) bringing me that large or the small coca-cola okay so michael when you let go of stuff that no longer serves you there's also some relief that comes with that because the truth of the matter is the space will be filled when you make a conscious decision to let go of things that do not serve you huh yeah because if you're letting something go that's taking up you know space and it's negative Maybe the reason why the Vikings can't get to the Super Bowl is because you won't forgive Gary. And when you forgive Gary, there will be room for them to go to the Super Bowl. Possibly. (laughs) We're going to need to do a lot better job drafting offensive linemen, but okay. All right. When you forgive Gary. Those offensive linemen will start performing. They will start coming on in. There's no room for the offensive linemen. They're bigger guys. I know they are. And your big old you know, all this stuff that you blame Gary for. He was the smallest guy on the team. He might have been the smallest Viking player in history. Just a tiny little guy. Just a small little guy. Well, he's taking up a lot of room in our conversation and our marriage. I know. And your uh, feelings about the 98 Vikings. Hmm. Okay. All right, Gary. I forgive you. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel? Oh, you look so good. I feel better. I feel better. <laughs> So you've forgiven Gary, like you don't hold it against him that the Vikings did not go to the Super Bowl well, that year. Here's another thing people say. I forgive, but I never forget. Forgive and never forget. I forgive, but I'll never forget. Michael, obviously, you won't <laughs> let us forget. And so that is the second part of that piece, which you have to forget about that, and you won't. So I don't think you've forgiven him yet. We'll see. I'd like to have him at our sauna studio, maybe do some sort of uh, special story. We could invite him as an influencer. I don't know if he even lives in the States because he was actually from a different country, South Africa or something like that. Um, so I don't know if he's maybe not even in the States. I need to look it up. I would like to get Gary into our sauna studio. Gary, what's his name? Anderson. Gary Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has that name either. Is it Anderson or Anderson? Son. Son. Yeah. S-O-N or S-U-N. Adam, can you at the real Gary Anderson kicker? Gary Anderson. And I'm sure he's got a killer TikTok. Okay, here's another thing I wrote down. <laughs> life offers you the same lifeline by encouraging... I didn't write this down. I copy-pasted it in my research. Excuse me. Life offers you the same lifeline by encouraging you to let go of anything which is taxing you mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Lifeline. So we're talking... Okay, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Would, would you like to call a friend? Hey, you know I'm going to call? Gary Anderson. <laughs> All right. We're going to get Gary on the line. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) They always answer. Every time. Hello, this is Gary. Hey, Gary. Do you know how to make a 39-yard field goal? 
at the end of regulation to ice the game to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, what are my options? Uh, miss it wide left, just nail it down the middle, you know, make it like you had made every kick that year. Um, don't freak out and ruin Michael Caleb's life for the next 22 years. D. Okay. <laughs> Correct answer. Thanks a lot, Gary. Whew. Yep, and the answer is... It was D. Yeah. It was D, yeah. And ruined Michael Caleb's life for the next 22 years. Okay. Well, good. See? <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Um, but no, you had said something about a lifeline or... Yeah. You know, like, like, like le- what's nice about life is it offers you these things that you can let go of these things that are taxing you mentally, emotionally, okay. physically, and spiritually. So let's take inventory. Make, Michael, make a list of any of these categories and think about what could you let go of that is taxing you mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Oh. Your children, your yep. family. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of your friends. Uh, no. So physical possessions, beliefs, like negative beliefs and values, obligations. Mm, I don't know if I can, I'm allowed to let go. If you're obligated to do something, like, can you actually like let that go? I don't know. If you just pack up, get a ticket and just leave the States. Maybe, but. Well, no, I mean, like, to me, obligations are like things are like, I am responsible for these things or else bad things happen. So I'm like obligated to do them. And like, no, I'm, I'm not... saying you have to like flee the country if you're going to do something like that. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, no, that's not I don't understand that either. Habits, hobbies, goals, relationships, connections. Can you give up any of those that are taxing you more than they're mm-hmm. giving you value? Probably. Well, start doing it, Michael. Yeah, no, I'm sure we all can, yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. I'm liking the 30-minute spot on these episodes, but I do need to talk to you about Tiger Woods. Okay, they said today he's officially, there's, there will be no charges filed against him, which, I mean, I'm fine with. He didn't injure anyone else. Pretty lucky he didn't. Pretty lucky he didn't kill himself. Do I think... Um... Can I interject? Yeah. Um, so, you know... If people aren't up to speed, which would be insane if they're not, but, you know, like, there's this car accident involving solely Tiger Woods, like, 7 in the morning in California. Um, Southern California, correct? Sand Niner? Something. Yeah. And apparently the stretch of road or area that he was on has had accidents like this in the past or issues. Have you have heard that, Michael? I heard it was a steep, curvy road. Okay. That's what I heard. So that's fair, because now continue. Well, Tiger Woods, um, talk about skeletons and demons. He, I, from my personal opinion, he deals with a lot of them. Um, they've been very widely publicized, if you will. He, he wasn't drunk, no, but he's had issues with like overdoing sleeping pills. He's been found, um, pulled over asleep at the wheel before in the middle of the night. Um, and, uh, Clearly, on the infu- un- under the influence of something that ended up being sleeping pills. Uh, there are stories with him and his wife. When his wife, Elon, found out about the the cheating or whatever, she was chasing him outside the house, and he was, whatever, hopped up on sleeping pills. So when they were trying to talk to him, he wasn't very, he couldn't even do the alphabet because, again, so I, I think there's something going on here with the sleeping pills. Um, I don't think he is able to sleep. I think. Tiger Woods, being Tiger Woods, that's a lot. There's sure. A, there's a lot that comes with that. Um, we're always kind of asking a lot of Tiger Woods. 
I mean, I just know that that's the only reason, only reason I've ever watched golf. When he won the Masters a couple years ago, no one ever thought that was going to happen. It like took us all back, especially people. It just took so much of us back. Like, wow, he did this again. Um, it's such a singular sport. Tom Brady went through Bulls one thing, but that was the whole team that did that. Um, golf, it's just you. It's just you. And Tiger's been dealing with injuries. We all just want Tiger back. We want him in the Masters. You look at the ratings, you look at the popularity, everything revolves around Tiger. When Tiger's in the mix, it's a whole new thing. Yeah. Golf is like on top. No one gives a shit about golf when Tiger Woods. I, I know that I don't. The the common sports fan, and I'm a huge sports fan, I don't care about golf if Tiger Woods is not involved. I can name maybe five of the golfers, but I'm not interested in them. Um, so there's just a lot that goes with being Tiger Woods. And then... His popularity, but him being African American, um, just the the race, how he opened that up for so many. It, there's so many different facets to the being of Tiger Woods and the person he is. He's a much larger than life figure um, that can't be compromised. So I there's there's a lot on his plate. You know, I don't know his relationship with his kids. Obviously, him and uh, the wife Elin Nordegren, whatever. You know, they separated a while ago, obviously, after the uh, sex addiction and all that stuff. So who knows how he deals deals with that. He, he just deals with a lot. And I know he's had numerous surgeries on his back. That may involve, you know, prescription, painkilling stuff For as well. Sure. Um, so For sure it does. And the, I don't so think, all that pressure, yeah. anxiety, um, getting older, yeah. trying to be the number one golfer in the world, like... And then, yeah, you have, you know, just physical aging and back surgeries. And then <laughs> I just, yeah, no. I have compassion for that. I do, too. I I think it's hopefully a wake-up call for him. Um, yeah, I don't think he was just a normal driving leisurely. If anything, he was driving somewhat reckless because that's why he wiped out. That median just didn't pop out out of nowhere. There was a median there, median there. Mm-hmm. So he hit the median, and then he rolled 700 feet. Gosh, so scary. So... If anything, he was just not driving carefully at the minimum. Yeah. So I think it's a wake-up call for him. And I think maybe this will kind of... I don't think, you know, who expects him to golf anymore? I, I don't. No one is. So not competitively. So maybe that takes away all that pressure of him trying to come back and compete and win, win championships or win majors. Maybe he can just be a dad now and just be a correspondent, maybe a play-by-play guy. Just take, sure. take some of this off your plate now. Because, yeah, he does have two kids and... um. Yeah, it's there's a whole put, lot of life to a live. Of life, you know, and you look at Kobe Bryant. He he was transitioning. Obviously, he had been retired, and you know, he was dad. He's like Mister Dad to all of his daughters, and that's what was he was. You know, coaching his daughter's team or whatever it was, basketball team, and he was just getting into that facet. And then that tragedy happens. Well, Tiger Woods can look at that and say, "Hey, I'm lucky here. You know, I've been spared by the grace of God. I need to pull back, and I need to." This next chapter of my life, I can still achieve that, being the dad I want to be, the mentor to other kids out there. So, so something along those lines. It can, it can be a positive, yeah. Oh, it totally can. I mean, if you're financially stable, too, it's just like live your best life as, yeah, a retired pro golfer. Yep. And what, that could be books, if you want. It can be motivational speeches from time to time you know and but like not having to like do that like a grind it can just be yeah i do a couple graduation ceremonies and get paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars to do it a year you know per ceremony or whatever like he's worth that that's what mr t does right 
Did you say Mr. Because it's T. just T. Oh, it's, it's just not T Mr. now. You're right. Got he also is gender neutral, Michael. Uh, I pity the fool. That was his line. I didn't really watch that. I, I did watch Mr. T back in the day. Well, he was part of the A team. I don't know. I, I did watch Mr. T back in the day. I remember Mr. T, but like as a joke or something. And I didn't have cable, so was oh, he on cable? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. USA Network, maybe? I don't know. Jeez, <sighs> Michael. So, I think we can leave everyone with that. <laughs> the Tiger Woods, yeah. And, you know, GameStop. It made a, <laughs> GameStop is not dead, people. It uh, doubled up over 100% gain yesterday. Uh, made some nice moves today. It was up another 90% today off of the 100% gain yesterday. Came back to earth a little bit, but still holding over 100. And it was in the 40s just yesterday. So, it's still over 100. Um, so, everyone thought GameStop was a flash in the pan. And... It was going to go ahead and die now and just be shorted back to where it came from. Eh, not so fast. Originally, what price point did it start at? The te- Well, it was, if you look at the 52-week, it was in the $2. This 52-week uh, range, which okay. everyone has it, is from $2.83 like to $483. <laughs> That's the span. $2 to $483. A- absurd. Yeah. You know. Um, so anyways, yeah, it was down the twos. Over the last 52 weeks, it has been all the way down to the twos. When it started this this initial run, it was in the teens, like the 19s or something like that. Then it went all the way to 483. Okay. Now it's went back to the 40s, 30s, and 40s and shot up over 100. And it was in the 180s at some point today, I believe. And what's the explanation as to why this second, you know? There is, there's not really an explanation to this. There's one. no attribution to a Twitter or a Reddit. Not, no. Reddit crashed a. It's weird, like Reddit went down during the same time that this was spiking yesterday, so no one knows. Are you kidding yeah, me, Michael? No. I mean, no, I'm not. That's a conspiracy. Yeah, but how, no one's not sure how. I, I don't know. I I don't know. Reddit went down. What? Is- <laughs> I don't. You know, what does that mean? I don't. It was down. Reddit was down. And I don't know because it started to spike, and everyone started freaking out on Reddit boards about it. And maybe that's what crashed Reddit. <sighs> I, I don't know. I gotta get on this Reddit. What is that? I know. Gosh, it's just another platform. Well, Michael, that was beautiful. And you know what? I do think that this podcast still serves us because it's like a dating app. But it's not an app. It's just you and I. Yeah. Where it's like we log in to the book of Caleb. And we go on a little date. We talk about things. Yeah. Work it out. Okay, that's cool. I'm down with that. So that's what you can tell to people who approach you. Are you on the book of Caleb? You, your voice sounds familiar. Are you on the... I downloaded on Spotify. I'd call security if someone actually said that to me. Okay, well, I'm going to have somebody do it. All right. Well, with that, stay safe, stay healthy. And wash your hands. Wash your hands.